This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 523 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by FeedXL.com, online nutritional software. Hi, Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from the Horse.com's weekly horse health report on the Horses in the Morning Show, episode number 248. Today's tip is about wound identification and wound care. But first, a word from today's sponsor, FeedXL.com. How many times have we all heard this conversation at the barn? Well, let's try changing charter to this new feed from brand X, and then um, we'll add these two supplements, and then we'll just see how it goes. Don't throw the dice and take chances with your horse's diet changes. Go to FeedXL.com, where you can input your horse's lifestyle, diet, or diet changes, and dietary goals, and get accurate, detailed results in mere moments. FeedXL does all the math and all of the nutritional science to give you an accurate picture of what your horse is really eating and whether his nutritional needs are being met or exceeded. And that's not all. FeedXL.com also has member forums where fast, practical, and expert advice from FeedXL.com's resident equine nutritionists and equine specialists is yours for the asking. FeedXL also has a cost calculator. Is it cheaper to feed pellets or oats? Can you meet your horse's nutritional requirements with just pasture and hay? Use the cost calculator to formulate and calculate the cost of every diet imaginable. FeedXL users say that meeting their horse's nutritional requirements makes their horses look better and saves them money. And my favorite feature at FeedXL.com, the Learning Center. Learn more about equine nutrition and how to feed your horse for ultimate performance by visiting the FeedXL Learning Center. It has fantastic articles that give you information you can use every day. Now, enjoy today's tip. You know, wounds are a are a big topic for horse owners, and I know one of our writers even says that, and she's a veterinarian, says that wounds are one of her favorite things because she knows exactly what to do usually, and she can usually fix them. So wounds are a favorite topic for some veterinarians. But I guess we're moving on to um, we're moving on to wound age and, and suturing today. Yes, and that's kind of part two because um, on okay, the is there is there a gerbil in your pocket or what? <laughs> There's a cricket. There's a cricket in my pocket. So sorry about that. Um, it's my it was my phone. So oh, oh I'm like, dang, the crickets are loud in Florida today. They are. Yeah. Um, the uh, the <laughs> that kind of distracted me there, so I apologize. The um, the second part today, what we're talking about, is actually getting out and suturing it. And there's one type of wound we didn't get to, and that's the puncture wounds. Um, okay. Some of this we've covered a little bit in first aid, but really uh, a lot of it we didn't get into specifics. Mm-hmm. I agree. Wounds are things that we see often because basically horses are two-year-old children, and they get into anything and everything they're not supposed to get into. The um, stitches, that's a common call I'll get. Hey, I think this needs to be stitched, or I'm not sure it needs to be stitched, or um, something to that effect. And we want to start off with, Basically, the when, why, and what needs to be sutured. 
the first thing you got to think about is how old is the wound? I just saw one um, two weeks ago, and the wound was more than 12 hours old, almost mm -hmm. to 24 hours old. And here's the where um, or what to suture. It was on the eyelid. And basically the eyelid was falling down into the cornea area, you know, into the mm -hmm. middle of the eye. Mm -hmm. And it, it involved the upper eyelashes. And they had waited too long to suture that um, and get a really nice clean suturing. The golden period we're taught in school is six hours, and that's even with the human medicine too. Of course, in horses, I stretch it up to 12, but you have to do some cleaning up of the edges to make them stick together. You can't just take two pieces, put them together, and hope that they all will be happy, you know, friends and, and uh, come together. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. the eyelid had to be sutured. So that's the, you know, what to suture. Some things you can probably at 12 hours or 24 hours say, well, suture would have been nice. It would have given good closure to keep the bugs out. It would have made it look pretty. Right. But you could probably go ahead and clean it up and keep it clean and let it heal in by what we call second intention. That means without sutures, it just fills in with proud flesh or granulation tissue and gets better. But an eyelid, you can't because they need those lashes to protect their eyes. So I had to cut fresh edges, and okay. it was a mini, so it was about 250 pounds or 200 pounds. Wow. And there wasn't much on the lower eyelid because it was a really skinny portion, or lower portion, I'm sorry, of the laceration. Really skinny portion I was attaching to a big fat edematous portion. Mm. So I put in the sutures. Well, <laughs> 10 days later, two of the sutures fell out in the scarred, more scarred in area, the very thin aspect of it. I tried again to freshen it up, put it together. I'm hoping that if anything, it will all come together and there will probably be a little notch to the eyelid, but at least the lashes mm -hmm. will be somewhat intact to protect the eye. But there's only so much you can do with limited amount of tissue you have left. You can't completely whack that eyelid off, um, no, and no. you don't have much left to make new, brand new tissue to sew it together. So you have to have fresh tissue to fresh tissue to make the sutures hold. So if you're looking at your horse, it has a wound, and you think, should this require sutures or not, first thing you need to think of is, how old is that wound? Is it still bleeding? Is it still oozing blood? Uh, has the blood dried on it? Is it scabby? Because if it's scabby, it probably is really old. It probably happened in the morning, and now you're getting home at night after uh, work. And um, you might have even missed it when you fed in the morning. If it was on the opposite side of the horse where you threw the grain, and you had to take off to work. Or it was dark when you went to work. So right. you have to consider those things. So the age of the wound will help the veterinarian and yourself decide does it need stitches or not. Where it's located the eyelids, they should definitely be sutured because they need those lashes. Yes. Other parts of the body, anything that involves a tendon, ligament, lower limb, probably needs to be mm -hmm. sutured. Over a joint, if you catch it early, may need to be sutured, may need to go to a referral hospital because they'll probably have to lavage the joint. Um, so it just depends on where it's located and if it needs the sutures or not, and then, of course, the age of the sutures. Why do we suture? A, cosmetic. Mm-hmm. That's a huge reason. It makes the horse look prettier. And the second reason is it creates a natural barrier, a natural Band-Aid. So if you bring the skin across, the skin acts as a Band-Aid. Um, it can also do the negative effect. It can harbor a lot of bacteria down deep if it was an old wound. And that uh, bacteria down deep is going to create a nice little pus pocket there. So mm -hmm. plus, and, plus and minuses to do the, uh, the suturing, but you hope you get a good cleaning of it before you suture it up to avoid that. Uh, Stephanie? Stephanie, yes, she makes sure to say, she says puss a lot, just to get She gets that in every time, at least once. I don't care if we're talking about something that doesn't involve injuries at all. That word comes up every single time. 
<laughs> Not on purpose. It's a part of my job. And I'll have yeah. to say, there's always a fight in a veterinary clinic about who gets to lance the abscess because pus really uh, gets us all excited. You know. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to say this once so I don't have to say it over and over again today. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yes. So that's the thing about sutures is you need to know how old the wound is. Um, you need to know is it still oozing blood or is it still squirting blood. That means it's fresh. It's, it's primed to be sutured up. What does it involve? What structures does it involve? Does you need to kind of close over something to kind of give a protection, a natural barrier? Is there enough skin to even close it over? Um, you'd be surprised by how much we can pull skin together on horses, or some of them have had skin transplants, basically. You know, they'll, they'll take a piece of skin off of some area of the horse and put it on there, lower limbs especially, especially what they call degloving injuries, where mm -hmm. Jamie might see this out west. They catch their leg in a cattle guard, and they rip their leg out, and the skin stays behind, and they just basically took it off like pantyhose, and there you got raw leg you're looking at. So what mm. we're trying to do is provide a natural Band-Aid for the, for the body to heal so it doesn't you know, encroach on a lot of bad infection that gets seeded deep into the tissues. So what is, what is a product, can I ask this quick, Stephanie, isn't there a product sure. that is like skin now that you, it's sort of a uh, skin replacer kind of product? Am I making that up? There's a lot that claim that. How's that? <laughs> I okay. don't believe right. in too many of them. But okay. if it's a mild one, there's not a lot of skin left to suture back, it would be your probably next step to take to kind of put a bandaid over it. Like, you know, you think about the chest area of the horse or the shoulder area of the horse. How do you bandage that area? The hip area, they, you know, they catch it on a post coming in. Those are hard areas to put a bandage over, and if they scraped mm -hmm. it pretty good, you could probably spray those items on there to keep the flies off and keep a, a natural covering to it. Um, there are a couple items we talked about last week that a lot of people like to put on there and spray on there. I hate them. All they do is just cauterize the blood, stop it from bleeding so that, you know, primarily it's used for livestock so they can kick the livestock back out for another two, three weeks and not have to worry about dressing that wound. Right. We don't do right. that in horses. They're in our backyards or they're at the boarding farm where we see them every day or every other day. So we don't kick them out and not look at them unless you get a ranch. Right. So okay. the stitches that you put in, are the stitches, are they, uh, do they absorb or do they have to be removed later or what, what is, how exactly does that work? There's different types and um, the suture types too, uh, the type of wound depends on the type of suture you're going to use. There's a thickness, so um, there'll be 4-aught, 5-aught, there'll be 3-aught, 2-aught, there'll be-aught which is a zero, that'll be number one, number two. And as you're going up number one and number two, it almost becomes like shoelaces. My, my um, uh, discussion of them is not that big, but they're, they're thicker <laughs> suture right. material. That's one thing is the diameter of it, the type of needle that's connected to the end of that or the type of needle we, we tie it to the end of um, makes a difference on how you're going to suture that area or how much um, mm -hmm. apposition you'll get. And then the last thing is, is it absorbable or not? And we have both types usually in all our trucks. At the um, hospitals, they usually have both types. Primarily at the hospitals, they use absorbable. Um, there's a few that um, will put in the skin after they do a few layers. In the skin, they'll put the type that don't absorb. But you have to remember the absorbables stay in for a few months. And you've got this oh, wow. suture on the skin that, as, an, as we all know horses, it becomes itchy. What are, the, mm -hmm. what are they going to do? They're going to scratch that area. That area is not normal healthy tissue it is mm -mm. healed in with a little bit of scar tissue on the line on that suture line area and if they scratch it enough they may pop that area again so you want to get the sutures out as soon as you can even if they're absorbable and that's between 7 and 14 days depending on the area okay. the tension things like that 
Now, some of them might say leave it in because the horse is going to kick their face off. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, well, there's staples. Staples have been used, yes. and those should come out, too. Okay. So sometimes you stitch layers. Of yes. You, you have deep enough, you have deep enough injuries that you end up having to stitch layers. Oh, yes, ma'am. And I've done that in the field, and they definitely do that in the hospitals on those mm -hmm. bad wounds that we send to them because they're usually that deep that they need to do layers. And those absorb underneath just like they do in the human world. I think we need to send a photo of a degloving injury. Oh, I to, think that'd be um, good. Glenn. I think, yeah, Glenn, I think Glenn. appreciate it. I'm in. I'm in. I love anything that says degloved on it. Send it to Glenn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that will be what ruins his lunch today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great anatomy um, class when you have a degloving because you can see everything. You can teach yes. the clients all about it. Sometimes you get there a little bit late. Everything's so edematous that the muscles or tendons that were there are a little bit fatter than they should be. But you know, it's a nice little anatomy class. Sure is. And I thank you for being here. <laughs> what did you say? And I thank you for being here. Little did I know. <laughs> nice. Well, puncture wounds are something that most horse owners have seen, and usually they're, you know, they're a little scary because you don't exactly know how bad they are because sometimes you can't even see it. So tell us a little bit about puncture wounds, the, the good, bad, and the ugly. Yeah, the puncture wounds are really... Um they're, they're very mischievous, I guess, is the best way to put it. Yeah. And I told uh, Christy last night, they're the good, bad, and the ugly. And she goes, well, what's good about puncture wounds? I said, well, the good is you can't suture them. You shouldn't mm -hmm. suture them. You should never occlude or block the hole that the puncture wound has made in the skin. And a lot of people don't know about that. They're cleaning up that little tiny wound. It's about as big as a dime or maybe a little smaller. And they're putting their ointment on it, and that clogs the hole. And the next thing you know, the leg on the horse got four times the size it should be. And what it was is, is that was a puncture that went into some of the structures underneath, created a nice little pocket. Then you covered the hole up, and you didn't clean the inside out, and it healed over the outside, or you have this ointment over the outside, and the inside has bacteria that is now having a party, and you were not invited. So once you clean and open up that outside hole, pus starts pouring out, or serum starts pouring out. So... That's the good about it is they don't need stitches. The bad about it is they're sneaky, and you think you're doing the right thing and you're cleaning them up. Next thing you know, you've got a big fat leg or you've got a big fat swelling on the side of the horse. Um, and then the ugly about it is they may have foreign objects in there. They may have a piece of wood that they were rubbing on the fence. Um, have had some unique items where uh, they drained for a while and they finally walled themselves off with enough tissue that they never drained again, and they became this big lump, and we wanted to take the lump off for... Um, cosmetic reasons, and right in the center of the scar tissue is this piece of wood. So, wow. I mean, over time it will wall itself off, but it takes quite mm -hmm. some time. You'll have this, this area that keeps opening up, keeping opening up. So, the rule is... Dr. Jones, yeah, well, I'm just going to tell you about my dog. We have a, ba a basset hound that I found uh, and we had all these wounds all over her, and I kept cleaning the wounds, and kept cleaning them, and they just wouldn't heal. And finally, yeah. I decided to kind of I, I took one of them and I was picking the scab off because I'm a scab picker. And I picked the scab <laughs> off and I squeezed it. And all of this bloody pus shot out and a piece of buckshot. Yep. The dog, there you oh, go. Oh, wow. There you go. And that, that's exactly what I was going to describe. As you helped me so much with that, Jamie, is that wounds that are not healing in a proper amount of time, 
and that'd be based off your veterinarian looking at them and telling you, you know, they should be healed up. It's usually about 14 to 21 days, depending on the size of the wound. You should have some really good healing. If they keep reopening, it's not because they bumped their leg or they bumped it against something. If they keep reopening or they don't heal, something is foreign inside that doesn't want to, that shouldn't be there in the body saying, spit it out, spit it out, like a splinter. Same thing, the buckshot. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. Uh, Non-healing wound definitely needs to have the attention of a veterinarian. I'd give it a couple right. weeks if it doesn't have somebody out. Saw a horse the other day. Um, actually, it's been a while. It's been a couple months. Brand new horse. The girl bought it. Had a pre-purchase. Had a wound on the left hind leg. Wasn't lame, but had this open wound. And um, it just kept pouring out, pouring out. It's middle of summer. She calls me. I'm thinking, oh, it's a summer sore, which is hebronemiasis, which is the fly larvae that's living in the inside there, a nice little parasite. So I go out there, and I look at it, and she gives me the history. And I'm thinking, this is kind of odd. This wound has been there for a couple months. It doesn't really, on surface, look like a habro or a summer sore. And she said, well, when it happened, they pulled the piece of wood out. Well, it's on, and Jamie, you can appreciate this possibly, and Stephanie as well. Mm -hmm. It's on the outside of the hind leg on the cannon, kind of going around towards the back, but on the outside of the cannon area, uh -huh. going a little bit around the back. And uh, I look at her and I said, I'd like to take an x-ray first. Take an x-ray, and what do we have? We have a shattered splint bone. Oh, wow. So what was that piece of wood they took out? That was bone. That was bone. It was not a piece of wood. That horse had shattered its splint bone probably from a kick, and part of the splint bone was hanging out the, the wound, and the previous owner thought it was a piece of wood, pulled it out, and I guess when I referred it up to the surgical facility for them to take all the pieces out under gas anesthesia, I forgot to mention that story. So when I said something to them after the fact, they said, oh, you're wondering why we couldn't put it all back together. There's a piece missing. Oh, so oh, we must nice. have been digging around looking for that poor piece. But, uh, like a but yeah. So that, that, I mean, wow. a piece of wood, piece of bone, it can look the same, especially if it's got dirt, debris, and blood all over it. Mm. So, um, and that was a non-healing wound because there was a splint bone that was all busted up in there. And bone itself, when it's not connected normally, like in a fracture situation, can cause what they call a sequestrum, and it becomes a foreign body to the body. Yeah. And they want to spit it out. So the, the wound doesn't heal, and they want to try to spit it out some way, and the wound is the best way to spit it out. So let's say I go out to the barn, and I find my horse with something sticking out of its shoulder. <laughs> um, that's a puncture wound where we can ac actually see that it's a puncture wound. Right. Um, <laughs> do I leave that piece of wood in there if it's a piece of wood or whatever it happens to be? Do I leave it in there? Do I pull it out? What do I do? <laughs> Most people will yank it out, and that's the worst thing they should do. They should leave it in so that so the extra can be made to see where it has penetrated to and see if it's at a place where it can be pulled out. Mm -hmm. So having a field in that situation would be good. Anatomy. I know that's the same with humans, because when I watch Grey's Anatomy, they're always bringing yeah. people in with huge things stuck out of them. You watch that, too? And then, yeah. and then they never take it out until they get to the surgery. Right, and the big thing, too, is you have to think about it. If it has penetrated into a certain cavity or such, it, it went in there in a tight seal. You pull it out, and let's say you went into the thoracic cavity, you'll have deflation of that lung. And that lung's probably working just fine right now as it is, a little bit incapacitated because it's got a foreign object in the thoracic cavity. But once you take it out, that, that lung could c collapse. 
and then you're going to have big issues of them trying to breathe in respiratory distress and that kind of thing. So it, it depends. It may have also clotted off an area because it's been sitting there so long. It may have clotted off an area. You pull it out, and you just like yank that clot, and that artery starts breathing, mm -hmm. bleeding again. So you have to justify where it's at, what anatomical structures has it gone through. The big one is no. the hoof. You got yes. that nail going through the bottom, and the horse is standing there three-legged lame. Pick the foot up first off. Pick out their feet. Make sure you don't have a nail on the bottom of the foot because that could be a source of the lameness. It's an easy answer for you. And then try to keep the horse calm. Keep it where it is. Maybe bring out a bale of hay or something for it to chew on while you're waiting for the vet to come. And then have an x-ray done of the foot to make sure that it has not penetrated to the bone, navicular bone, navicular bursa, deep digital te uh, tendon, um, sheath. I mean, all those structures down there, there's so many of them. Uh, you may not be able to transport this horse with that nail in it, but the vet can make a good assessment before shipping the horse off and then pulling the nail and letting the uh, referring surgeon know what, what's going to be um, involved, what structures are involved, send the x-ray on to them, things like that. Well, now, you mentioned don't, you know, if you've got a big something in your shoulder or something like that, then don't pull it out. But I clearly have seen plenty of movies where I think Sylvester Stallone pulled an arrow out of his chest and then he put gunpowder in there and packed it with gunpowder and lit it on fire to cauterize it. I mean, why can't we do that? Well, you can certainly do that. We can, we can use those products. We talked about it last week, and you can just shove those in there. <laughs> those wonderful products I hate to help cauterize, you can shove those in there. But, you know, what kind of infection are you getting down deep? The whole idea of these puncture wounds is you want to clean them from the inside out so the deepest yes. part starts to heal in, and then the surface area is lasting to heal. Because if you heal over the top surface of it, you create this big pocket where they can have a party. And it's hard mm -hmm. to get back in there and clean it up better than you did the first time. This is fascinating. I'm loving this today. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> I knew this would be up your alley, Jamie. <laughs> but there's, um, uh, there's a lot of good information out there on the web, and I know Stephanie has some that she could um, let you know about. But the biggest source of information is your veterinarian. If, if in doubt, have your vet out. Seriously. It's, wounds are nothing to play with, especially a small puncture wound, and I'll see more of those than I will anything else a few days into it. And it's because they treated it like a small scrape on the surface and it ended up having just a tiny little puncture going deep and now it became a big abscessed area mm -hmm. yeah. well there you go great stuff from the horse.com to listen to more of the horse.com's tips just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop down menu on the left if you love listening to Glenn the Geek and Jamie putting their two cents in on horse health topics tune into Horses in the Morning on Wednesdays at 10am for a weekly fix of up to the minute horse health information just go to horsesinthemorning.com you can also go to thehorse.com and find the motherload of horse health information covering pretty much every topic imaginable. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover. You can subscribe to all of the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse! The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 